Hi everyone and welcome to the 58th episode of Final Fantasy Union. I'm your host Daryl and I'm here with Colin. Greetings. And Lauren. Hi guys. Wee. Unfortunately we've got no David with us on today's show but yeah. hopefully we'll be more than energetic and knowledgeable enough to keep everyone satisfied. Hopefully. Oh you know piss everyone off. <laughs> yeah, today's episode is going to be quite a controversial one because Colin is very upset about something. Well, you know, it's, it's just me, but I'm still upset about it. I, I'm entitled to my freaking opinion. Just you. It's not just you. Clearly, there's other people who are quite um, questionable. But maybe they're people well. that were influenced by Colin and his decision. <laughs> we'll get onto that a bit later. But yes, we actually do have a lot of stuff to talk about today on today's show. Uh, so we're going to start off with news and discussion, and we've got news about Final Fantasy Thirteen Part Two, Final Fantasy Thirteen Part Three, <laughs> Final Fantasy Fourteen, and Type Zero. So if you're interested in any of those games, which if you're listening to this, you probably will be, be sure to check out the news segment because it's going to be pretty amazing. After no, that, they just got... listen to troll us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Final Fantasy, <laughs> what's that? After that, we've got Burning Question, where we ask you for your opinions about Final Fantasy Type-0. And then after that, we've got the question segment, and we had a ton of questions this episode, so it was really hard to actually go through and pick with the ones that we wanted to talk about. Yes, Do we have a ton guys. of answers to go along with that? Hopefully, we picked questions that you'll agree will be great to talk about, and uh, obviously, you can hear about those later. So before we go on with the show, I want to remind everyone who's listening for the first time, or if you're a frequent listener, that this podcast is called Final Fantasy Union, and it's part of a podcast series called Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union, and it's presented by the Gaming Union Network and TweaksMusic.com. If you don't know where to find it, obviously you can find it on Final Fantasy Union and GamingUnion.net, but you can also find it on the iTunes store, and Colin? FF. Well, no, I, I, almost, I, I almost botched that one. FinalFantasy-FXN.net And before we actually go on, I would like to issue an official apology to a member of the community called Project Decade who has been getting very anxious about how we aren't on the beat of news coverage this week. And um, Colin, would you like to explain why exactly that is? Well, between me and Daryl... We have no time. Work, (laughs) work, school, and GamingUnion.net. It's we're pretty much just no stretched kind of thin. Yeah, unfortunately. Well, this I mean, week yeah, was, it's, uh, it, it's I, I, I don't want we don't want to give like an excuse or anything, but it's really tough just keeping up. Yeah, unfortunately, all this Final Fantasy news came out at probably the worst time because Colin's just gone back to university, and I've I've had a little bit less time this week than I would have liked, and uh, so we are aware of what's going on. We just didn't have the time to uh, get up to it up to date with it as quickly as we wanted to well so we are glad that, that mem- hearts land so that that's we are glad experience. that members are taking the initiative and posting in the forums about it yes it's good we appreciate it mm-hmm. so now we're going to go on to what we were slightly late about which is the final fantasy news Woo! La, 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 spoilers yeah right <laughs> before we go on colin wants everyone to know that this next short segment could contain some spoilers it could i mean some people apparently you don't think it's a spoiler i for one yeah think it's right so it's, we're it's talking not... about final fantasy 13 part 2 here and square enix announced officially some new information about noel now <laughs> there's a lot of yeah, indecision about noel in general some people really like him some people hate him already <laughs> but i guess so i guess square enix decided they would release some more information about him so that people could have more to make up their minds about and the spoiler quote unquote is 
Quote that unquote. Noel is a time traveller from the future and he's the sole surviving member of a horrible future where pretty much everyone's dying out and he's come back to try and change the future. Now, Which actually is he... a pretty like common storyline anyway. Um, Terminator. Terminator. <laughs> um, I'll be one. back. But yeah, so I mean, Colin, do you want to explain why you think that is a spoiler? Well, personally, I feel that I would rather experience this discovery in the game then have Square Enix tell me that he is from the future. To me, it's like saying that like, you know Zidane from FF9 is from Terra, right at the outset, or Titus is is a dream in FF10. Or... Actually, it would probably be more like saying Zidane is a clone. Yeah. yeah, that too. I mean, those are important, really important plot plot points in the story. And I know that Square Enix releasing this this deep detail now might say that it's not that big of a plot point but that's even more concerning because then what is i think i think the problem is that some people because it's obviously a sequel they, they kind of and, and because people are getting more involved in in the gaming now and are getting more up to date with what's going on i think people are kind of anticipating what the story is going to be and See, so that's, i think that's the best part about you know the, the hype leading up to a game people are, start to speculate about stuff and they, 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 they want to know and when they play the game and they find out that's you know you get that experience and when, when Square Enix just comes out and tells you what's what but I mean I sure, like sure we, is... want, we, want, we want we want to know like we want news from Square Enix we, we want info but it doesn't mean they have to go into the but I feel like this details. this information about Noel is something that you could learn from like a movie box cover you know like this really sounds like it's information that if you were checking out a movie, read the back of the box, I know they don't have that as much anymore, um, but, like, they would just have a description. This is what the movie is about. This movie is about uh, a man named Noel who is from the future, a very horrible apocalyptic future, and, um, you know, he's coming back to try and redo things and make things better for his life in the future, and... I mean, that's just what I take from it, because why would they reveal anything that's, like, really, 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 you know, um, really, really important information? I think Terminator, as much as Square Enix probably don't want that comparison, is probably the easiest thing to compare it to. And if you think about how Terminator goes story-wise, they pretty much detail the fact that they're from the future straight away. Yeah. Like, they don't tell you, but they make it very obvious to you. And it's a pretty... You know, it, it doesn't I mean, change no, the you see, story. At you all. see, if Square, if Square Enix, you know, like try try to make it obvious without actually saying it, that would be slightly different because you know there's still speculation going on. There's still people talking about it, and you know it doesn't ruin that feeling of mystery that Noah had. Like you know, who when they first introduced Noah, I was curious. I mean, yeah, I wasn't too keen on there being a new character, especially one that looked a lot like Fang, but still. Or maybe it's Fang's descendant. <gasps> I mean, just <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Just because they've announced this piece of information, it doesn't mean that people are going to stop speculating because they have a little no, bit more. They have a, a bit that, more of that, a puzzle. That's true, but I still think it really ruins that sense of mystery that Noah had initially. I mean, I, I do kind of agree because um, with Advent Children, for example, that they absolutely ruined that for me because every week they would have new information coming out. They basically told the, us but, the entire the, plot of the film by the time. By the it time, came it, out. yeah, by the time it was released, everybody knew what was going on. 
and that really annoyed me. And but they've, I think they've they've done different things with different games, and obviously they're. I think one of the reasons why they did this announcement was to do with another announcement they kind of made in conjunction with it. But I mean, uh, we'll get onto that slightly in a minute. But I mean, I think I just come from a different a different point of view because, like, to me, spoilers, honestly, like I, I care less about spoilers. If you want to spoil a game or a movie for me, that's fine. I like to see where it it leads to. Like, I actually am one of those people who goes on Wikipedia, reads the entire plotline of a movie, and then watches the movie. Like, You're I weird. know that sounds really strange. Very strange. But I very, like very the way... Strange. I don't know. I'm, I'm curious It's like flipping the to the end of the book and reading it. I always read the last page of the book before I read it. Wow. Oh, right, we're not talking to you anymore. <laughs> That's just it, what no, I do. Like, Sean, Sean the non-believer. Think about it like this, though. Imagine if you were playing Final Fantasy VIII, sorry, mm-hmm. Final Fantasy VII, and because like Aerys dying was a massive thing. Yeah. Well, I didn't really like her anyway, so it didn't really matter to me. And I didn't I mean, know. I already knew not, that she died. Once, yeah. Once you know, it's not that big a deal. But if you didn't know and you were when playing, when you play FF7 for the first time, actually, and then I'm, bam, there are so dies, many people who are like, like what, "What the hell? What the, what hell, the just hell just happened?" happened? I'm exactly. pretty. I'm pretty freaking happy that I did know though, because if I had like you know, made her, like, my best character and, like, gave her all this stuff. But that was what and... made it so great, though. Yeah. That was it what made it such a defining because, thing. Because, you know, you invested in her as a character and then she just gets killed off. But see, that it, would it, piss it, me off. It's, some, it's something that... that's the whole point, though. It's, like, it's if something you think that Square what... doesn't do anymore. Mm. If you think about what they actually achieved, think about how you, you, you actually felt an emotion towards the game. And I know yeah. people like, and this is slight, a side, side issue, because people like David Jaffe have said that games can't invoke that kind of emotional response. But if you think about Metal Gear Solid 4, now, I mean, not everyone's going to have played Metal Gear Solid 4, but there is a scene at the end where you're crawling along a tunnel and mm. uh, you have to try and get through the tunnel as quickly as possible because if you don't, you'll die. Yeah, it's all To make you do there. that, they make you mash the buttons. And, like, even though you're mashing the buttons, it will, like, slow down the stuff. So... You're feeling and that same. I want to get to the end. I want to get to the end. I don't want to have to do this again. And it's not that just kind of that emotion. because you know, uh, along with mashing the button and trying to get through the tunnel, you know, that it was the screen was split in half, and you can see like other things happening at the same time. So it this by them making you do something, they invoked an emotional response from you directed at the game, like on top of the emotional res- response they're invoking because of what's actually happening in the game. But because of the tension, they make you personally feel, and I think Eris was the same. Was the same in that way. They made you invested in the character. They built up a relationship with her and the rest of the cast, specifically Cloud, and then she just mm-hmm. disappeared. And you're left thinking, "What the hell am I supposed to do now? Where's well, my healer gone?" If I didn't know that that happened, I would have raged, and I would have never played the, picked up that game again because I would have been so angry at the game. But so that's the beautiful seen- part of it. You know, I raged when that happened. Effect, I was like, are you, I... are you kidding me? I'm like, why is she dead? And you know, the next thing, the, the, the next thing that I wanted to do was just to kill Sephiroth. But I don't even I don't even care about killing Sephiroth because the writers just ruined my trust. I was fine because I didn't even use her. I wasn't because, well, <laughs> I, I liked having personally, years, I think even though I knew she was going to die. But, like, you know, it's, it's that sort of thing. Like, I... I don't know. I just when I'm playing a game, I'd rather not have anything like that happen because I'm already like you know. I just want to finish the game. I just want to 
play through it, get the story. This is all great. But, but that's the I don't thing. But her dying is part of the story. Exactly. And I the know. fact that she died that pissed you off. That's because of the game, not the story. Because the, her dying yeah. was part of the story. And I know. You, you had to continue playing to see how the characters dealt with that. But it's just I like don't in a give film, a, you know, that's characters the thing. Die. I don't. I don't give a crap. I don't give a crap about the rest. Other characters go on after that. I'm just pissed off because they just stole my healer, and I'm just like, well, that's fantastic. Thank you. Um, all right, I'm not going to play this game anymore because this is freaking lame. <laughs> and Scrooge are laughing at you because yeah. you still paid the money. <laughs> we have your money it doesn't matter (laughs) i mean i could be i could be completely wrong like that's that's fine if i'm yeah i wrong and people i think a lot of people appreciated the fact that square enix did something different i think that is i think i respect that i I really do but like i don't know maybe i just think very black and white about things you know with with the story for saying square enix because it was clearly square (laughs) yeah that was square square back then like without the way they handled Sorry. it, like the whole Eris dying and the characters dealing with it, it was a very personal. It was a very emotional. Uh, arc well, and the fact that when it happened, story. you you weren't you weren't necessarily sure if she was going to come back either. Yeah. yeah, you didn't know. Like maybe, because, maybe like, she could never, come back. Maybe you could play play as her again. I I'd never played a game like that where they actually took something away from you in that way. Yeah, and they didn't really explain it, and I think that was what part of the the whole charm was because. In many ways, it didn't seem like she was actually dead, mm. and there were all those rumors about her getting her back and all this stuff. But anyway, we have done a massive segue there. We yeah, apologize sorry. for that. And apologies if I pissed anybody off with my. Um, you have angered everyone in the world. Opinion. I did <laughs> earlier in the say world. that the. N- you I don't care about the, the characters. Announcement. What is this? Anyway, I, just... I did earlier say that the Noel announcement was tied in with another announcement. And that was about the Historia Crux, which sounds silly. It involves time travel, doesn't it? it? <laughs> yeah, gonna, it sounds silly to me. Why, t- tell me about it, because I have been, ever since the Noah, Noah news story, I have been ignoring every piece of F-13-2 news. Well, it was initially leaked as Historia Cross, which <coughs> which well, I think was actually a better name. Yeah, maybe I'm, maybe I'm alone weird. there. I don't know. Right now, I'm yeah. just thinking about Harry Potter and Horcrux. Crux, Cross. Yeah, exactly. Right, so basically, it's a ti- it's the time travel system for the game, and the reason why I think that the Noel announcement really helped because they announced the Noel thing first, time travel. There were rumors about time travel beforehand, anyway. The mm. Historia Crux basically confirmed it and said, "Yes, time travel is going to be a major part of the game. It's it's actually integral to everything that happens." Mm. So, it's probably not going to work like Chrono Trigger, but think of Chrono Trigger. <laughs> I wonder how That's it might work if, thing it, we if can it might work it like you. um. I realize it's not a JRPG, but final f- or <laughs> uh, getting game tied. Um, Prince Here of Persia: The Warrior Within, because that dealt a lot with time travel. You were going back and forth. So well, I, I think the way like the, the way this would deal with it is, I mean, if you play Chrono Trigger, well, maybe you think about if you play it Chrono as Trigger. Like, uh, what was that DS game? Radi- Radiant Historia, the one where you travel. You have this timeline which you can travel back and forth and change events. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So basically. The Historia Crux will be like a home, a home base for you. Yeah. And then from there, you can go to the different periods, and you can obviously, as you go through the story, new ones will unlock, and then you can go back to old ones. So it will basically be like Final Fantasy X end of game, where you had the airship, and you could say, "I want to go here, I want to go there." Or like uh, Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, with the gummy ship. Yeah. 
but they've also announced that the Historia Crux will actually be integral to pretty much every single aspect of the game. So as you go through, you'll be able to unlock side quests, which you'll be able to access through the Historia Crux, and there'll also be secrets. So that's kind of how they'll deal with all the side quests. And I'm curious to see how they'll actually handle side quests, because in the last couple yeah. of games, it's felt a bit lacking. Um, they've also said that the Historia Crux will be absolutely integral to experiencing the game's different endings. So mm-hmm. depending on what you do throughout the story, you'll have different paths open up that you can go to, and then these paths will eventually lead to the different endings. I definitely am interested about it because, like, um, replaying through Final Fantasy Thirteen right now, it's just kind of like, you know, I'm getting... I, I always get so annoyed when I can't, like, go anywhere because I'm just, like, keep going forward, and if I want to go back and grind a bit, I have to go all the way back. So that should be really interesting to be able to just go wherever you want, whenever you want. Well, it, it does seem as though this situ- this uh, system is going to be available towards the start of the game because otherwise, hopefully, not twenty pointless. hours after the game. Yeah, the- yeah, I think they've learned their lesson there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm I'm interested. I'm interested in that. I wonder what how different the time periods are going to be though. Well, the, the 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 curious thing as well is that they've also announced that it's because obviously they they said in the past that all the old characters are going to be returning. Yeah, and this is exactly how they will be returning so it's not just going to be like in Final Fantasy 7 and the mythology there where in Crisis Core they're all this age in Dirge of Cerberus they're all this age yeah, in sure. Final Fantasy or in 10 Part 2 they're all, that, they're all the same age in this game you'll be able to see the characters from 13 in different age periods so Aww. you'll be able to see like grown up hope but you'll also be in the same game technically you'll be able to see like hope as he was at the end of 13 maybe or but maybe when he's been you'll maybe you'll be able to see sars when he's even younger than the original game maybe snow is little baby yeah it's, little it's, baby so you should be able to see how the characters grow i think that's how they're going to deal with that so the old characters are still going to be there in the game then they may have it'll probably be like 10 part 2 where like you know like Wacker and Lulu they had their own little mini side quests and things mm-hmm. like that they didn't have an integral part in the story no they may do in 13 part 2 you never know like you may need hope to help you with a certain passage through a game in the future it will definitely be like a fan service type thing like how um, uh, with Rugrats I don't know if you guys remember how like with the Rugrats they had them as babies and then they had them all grown up like I think it will definitely be like a sort of interesting, um, an interesting way, an interesting way of bringing back the old characters and making people excited to see them uh, again. I, I think they're going to have uh, some interesting dilemmas though, because obviously, if if Sarah and Noel go back in the past, mm-hmm. they can't meet Snow because then Sarah's going to meet herself. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Time. It's going to be like uh, Back to the Future. Yeah. <laughs> Time paradoxes all around. How exciting. What do you think, Colin? What do you think about the system? Well, I'm still a bit sceptical about it. I think it sounds really neat, but with the way, with the way that they handled F, the original FF13, I'm not going to get my hopes up. I hope they do a good job of it. I really do. Because then, it, it, it def- like the concept def- definitely sounds interesting. Like traveling back in yeah. time and visiting old, old events or going to the future and checking things out. But then again, the question is, are they hopping into the future or are they hopping into an alternate timeline? Well, if mm. Noel's from the future and he's coming back into the past to try and change a future, then I guess the See, futures they'll be going into are possible futures. Yeah, it will be an alternate timeline compared to the one that Noel is originally from. See, there's the whole thing about timelines and like uh, alternate realities and here how, comes Star Trek. I wonder how far in the future he is, though. 
I'm sure we will find that out. And I'm sure as the game develops, and we'll find out more about where he's from. I hope Square Enix doesn't tell us until... The, I, I want to figure yeah. that, find that out in the game. No, well, it's from this time period. Ah, this was his mother, baseball. this was his daughter, this... He's already this married. He's got mother. 20 this brothers and sisters. Yeah. He's married to Sarah. What? <laughs> you know what would also be really good? This would be Ultimate Fanzo is if they go into the future and like Fang and Vanille are back. Yeah. You know what would be really good is if, if a character dies off. Which one? Noel? Noel. <laughs> Since he is the new main character, <laughs> it is the most back. logical one. And I, he, I, I still he, do think that Snow, something, so, something dodgy has happened with Snow. Yeah. Well, my theory, along with several others, like on 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 the forums, we we believe that you know Snow might have gone to look for lightning. So it maybe seems he's... weird though, because in episode I or episode one, depending on what you want to call it, didn't he like help build up the new city and like help Sarah get her school running and stuff? I, it's all it's all very strange. I'm sure we're gonna yeah. learn what what happened when the game is out. If yeah, they it's don't, not when Square Enix tells people... us about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so that's that's pretty much the Final Fantasy Thirteen t- Part Two blowout. We had loads of information about Noel and the Historia Crux, which I still can't get my head around that name. <laughs> All right, well, I'll move on to the next news story we have, which is actually still relating to Final Fantasy Thirteen. Um, for those of you focusing on Final Fantasy Thirteen Part Two news, uh, it's interesting to note that there has been a domain registered for Final Fantasy Thirteen Part Three, which Shock. leads us to believe that there will be a Thirteen Part Three. Yes, hey, because babe. as anyone who follows Square Enix know, they don't register domains unless they intend to use them. Well, you know, they mm-hmm. did register Final Fantasy Type One, Two, and Three. I think they intend to use them. Yes, well, I think th- I think so too. You know what would well, be did. interesting if they actually made FF thirteen two, like, you know how you have like choices you can make in the game carry over and Mass Effect FF thirteen three the way Mass Effect does. Hmm, that would be interesting. I would love that. That would be amazing. And plus, with the whole t- historical crux thing, that could really be very interesting. Although this could be a very very either good move or bad move depending on how good the game whether is. or not Final Fantasy thirteen part two bombs or not yeah I think that's really dependent on how well FF13 2 does yeah yeah it's very this is a very strange um, move by them I mean obviously 13 part 2 was leaked just beforehand because of the domain they registered so it, mm. it's quite puzzling why they would allow this to happen again but I think uh, with the development of 13 2 I'm assuming is you know reaching its end since it's out in December in Japan oh yeah totally they've probably and finished it 13 3 probably won't take as long either it might take about maybe the same well, amount of time that's what I'm thinking I mean if you think about how things have gone okay so PlayStation 1 era we had three games PlayStation 2 era technically we had two new games and one sequel mm. this generation clearly they're struggling resource wise I mean 13 took so much of their resources it's not even funny it took so long as well 13 part 2 as much as they well they probably they have openly admitted it it's pretty much a revenue generating game for them they're not overly concerned about all the nitty gritty as long as it makes them money yeah. and 13 part 3 as as much as I hate to say as a fan it would be a good idea from them for them to be able to reap some benefits because clearly they can't make the game they want to make in the time they have Yeah. so if they can make th- I mean this is probably the only way we're going to see three Final Fantasy games this generation 
main Final Fantasy games. And if it has to be three games from the same series, then that's what it has to be because Versus 13 really is not looking like it's going to remotely happen before the next generation of consoles comes out, which yeah. for them would be a massive catastrophe. And to be honest... They've been spending it, so long on it. Yeah, well, the, the thing is that it's just in the back burner. It's just in there... It's, yeah, it's not even in full production it. yet. Exactly. Yeah. So... I mean, like, if they do announce PlayStation 4 and Xbox 720 at next year's E3, I can honestly see Versus 13 not existing anymore. And 13 Part 3 will come out before those games come out. And then we'll be on to the next generation. And they can concentrate on making Final Fantasy 15 the game they wanted to make without making the huge faux pas that was Final Fantasy 13. Yeah. <laughs> yes? No? Yeah, I think I agree with that. I agree. I just... I'm... I'm s- pretty disappointed though I mean even even though they are pumping it out as a revenue generator I still think FF13 2 has a good chance at you know impressing the fans it well, might not have that great a chance of impressing those that don't already like Final Fantasy 13 like, it's, it's definitely not going to convince any haters yeah I don't think it's going to sell anywhere near as much as 13 like, it's I not think gonna be a game for fans fans of, the, fans, of, fans of 13 they will definitely get into it yeah it's I just I think I'm, I'm very skeptical I think and to me, it, like, it would be better for us as fans to have Final Fantasy Thirteen Part Three than it would be to have Final Fantasy Fifteen that is rushed out the gate. Yeah, That's I mean, true. with Thirteen Two, they are clearly improving on stuff. Like you know, they 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 got the new historical crux system, the monster catching system. Like, you know, you recruit monsters to your party, and I'm sure they have a lot of other stuff as well. Yeah. Key thing for me, though, as always, will be how they deliver the story. Now, the problem that we have, and we'll talk about this a bit more in in another section, is that the thirteen story really doesn't have the best of reputations. But but that's their own fault. And if they can fix that with thirteen part two, then I think people will want thirteen part three. You see, the the one thing that the historical <laughs> crux presents is that it throws the linearity of of the storytelling out the window. Because you can go back in time or go forward in time, whichever event you want to, and you know it's not linear anymore. But it wasn't necessarily the linearity that I that I disliked. It's just that I, I just couldn't get into it. I just couldn't get into. It was paced incorrectly. What's going on? Like I, I kept getting introduced to different characters, and I'm just like, why should I care about these people if if Team Why Noir should you care? Anymore, that's what I want to know. Right, so 13 part 3, yeah. Snow is the main protagonist. We're all happy. <laughs> Snow is the new... Na- oh, Steelguard! Yeah. Steelguard! Anyway, the next news story that we have is not Final Fantasy 13 related, but Final Fantasy 14 in- Winner! Instead. Woo! And it's still free to play, by the way, but... Uh, I'm not Square, playing it, though. Square Enix, uh, <laughs> the, produ- the, pro- the producer director recently released, like, an update. On massive update yeah saying that there's a ton of improve- improvements coming coming in uh, patch 1.19 and 1.20 so like 1.19 ditches physical levels like in FF14 you have your class level and then you have your physical level physical level levels up with experience experience points but they're ditching that all together that kind of worries me a bit I'm not sure how they're going to do that. Like, yeah, what, what, what happens yeah. to our experience points? Like, well, the physical levels was like the fi- having this separated was one of the massive things that dif- distinguished Final Fantasy exactly. 14 from other MMOs, and they're basically just ditching all that. And yeah, how are they going to deal with like how much experience you've got? Because they're they going to be as well that class levels are going to be then auto updated. Yeah, they said class levels mm-hmm. are going to be automated, 
in 1.19 by 1.20 will let players you know like manually do it themselves again I don't so I'm not entirely sure Which why they're, they're taking it backwards out backwards and then forwards again yeah and maybe oh. they're doing some balancing wait so they're going to be automated are they going to be kind of like you know um... it works like Final like, Fantasy games normally do so that yeah, when you like, level you know up all your stats gets leveled up automatically yeah okay but I think the biggest announcement is that they're adding airships and chocobo mounts yeah finally Oh, wait, there was a, a year to add chocobo mounts to the game. I can't wait to ride them. There was a bigger announcement. Oh yes, they added in a wep- weapon enhancement system called which the some people, may, yeah, some people may be familiar with the term. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, the description is basically like any kind of uh, weapon enhancement systems that you find in other MMOs, but you know, this one's called the material system. Wonder why. It's like they're trying to make people think that well, Final Fantasy XIV is related to Final Fantasy. Fancy they said, that. They, they said that yeah. it, it's still a tentative name. You know, it's not it's not finalized yet. Yeah, but I mean, enough people r- will have seen this to think, oh wow, it's actually a Final Fantasy game now. Whereas before, <laughs> it has material and chocolate. This is Final Fantasy. This is Final Fantasy XI without anything Final Fantasy related. Yeah, well, now, now it does so have excited. Final Fantasy things related. Yeah, now it's actually they're actually using terms that are related to Final Fantasy. It's a miracle. <laughs> yeah. I bet when the guy took over, he was just like, "Right, I've been wanting to do this for years. How about we've got this FF MMO, we make it Final Fantasy? Come on, guys, what do you think? Are you with me? Come on. Yeah. How about let's we go add chocobo mounts? You know, you know, so people can get around quicker. And it's a chocobo and airships as well. Airships are cool. Uh, I don't. No know. one likes airships. Final Fantasy fourteen, which is the biggest mess. Like it was still a fun game to play on release. Only with friends though. But it just it just wasn't Final Fantasy. No. And now, even Final now Fantasy Eleven was get, Final Fantasy start, Eleven had stuff that made it its own thing, but it still had Final Fantasy things in it. it yeah, you had chocobos, you had the summons. In Come on, you had summons in FF Eleven. Where are the summons in FF Fourteen? They don't exist. Anyway, oh, last wow. news story. It's a small one, and it's that Final Fantasy Type Zero has suffered a small delay in Japan again. Again. Lame. Oh, it's yeah, only so a two-week delay, and yeah, still it's no now coming out on release, October so. the twenty-seventh, and. Did didn't they claim that it was because of um, feedback from the demo? Possibly, like you know, yeah. trying to fix the the camera. Yeah, and, they uh, said they were going to fix the Ventoma camera and do a system. bit of tweaking and stuff like that. So yeah, I think that's the reason why they've delayed it slightly. Which I mean, they, it's they, not they, a common practice anymore because typically developers will just release it and then patch it later. Well, I think it's good that they're trying to polish it. I mean, it doesn't really change anything for us in North America or Europe because we still don't have a Western release. No, we still do not. Yeah. So no. it's no difference to us. And I, do you know when the, they haven't announced the Vita release date yet? Have they for the sorry, Vita? For what? Oh, the Vita. Well, there, there, there were rumors that November, the, right? Yeah, November in Asia. Mm-hmm. So they're still before that, which is what I'm sure they care about. <laughs> Sony are just suddenly <laughs> going to go. Sup, guys? We're releasing it on October the twentieth. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so, oh crap! You wanted now to put Final Fantasy thirteen on three sixty? Well, how about this? <laughs> Right, anyway, so that's our Final Fantasy news for this episode. I'm sure in the run-up to Final Fantasy Thirteen Part 2 and Type-0, we're going to have a ton more stuff. We didn't even talk about the actual them in this episode. Not that there was really anything to talk about other than the fact that it was playable at TGS. Or will be playable at TGS because TGS hasn't happened yet. Will they put yeah. a demo up on the eShop? I'd like to try Probably it out. Not. Of course they won't. <laughs> Curses. Yeah, right. So now it's time for us to jump into our burning question segment. And last episode, we asked you guys, did you play the Final Fantasy Type-0 demo? And if so, what did you think? And the first 
comment is from Lexincora on the forums who said, I downloaded the demo and it's amazing. Took me about 10 minutes to realize that the O button was confirmed and the X button was back or cancelled, but I got into the controls okay after looking them up. Actually, like, I've had that problem with previous Final Fantasies as Metal well. Gear! I'm just kind of like, <laughs> uh, wait, why is this confirmed? Why, 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 why? But, I mean, it's so not I just always, for any I Final Fantasy. Yeah, what? Colin should know that all Metal Gear got solid games like that. Cause Kojima well, all Japanese before. games are like that because in Japan, X is cancel and O is, you know, good yep. to go. It makes sense. It does but... make sense, but they just did it another way for us for some reason. I mean, even anyway, in, even in FF9 when you had that uh, weird, weird trivial monster thing, I thought X was, was truth and I kept getting it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> anyway... We, uh, our next comment was from Skylar127, also on the forums, and they said, I downloaded it, and it has been the best thing I've had in my hands since I held my first-born child. Well, I uh, wouldn't know anything about how that would feel, but Look, yeah, it's pretty awesome. We know there's loads of mini Collins running around. No, They're all screaming, Type Colin Zero is awesome! <laughs> You've raised them well. <laughs> <laughs> This next one is from Squally, somebody who's very, very popular on our FF chat on Twitter. Um, and he said, I played it, kind of resembled Crisis Core, the camera's bad, and the difficulty is over the top. But it's decent all in all. So, despite those complaints, she still liked it, which is, I guess is good. And they're fixing the sure. camera. Mm-hmm. So- all right. Next up is Darth Devidim, also from the forums. He said, I like, I liked it. I didn't love it. Overall information about the game has be more hyped than the demo as the demo was in Japanese I really couldn't get much out of it yeah that's one of the reasons why I'm kind of happy I don't I don't have the demo right now like I, I didn't try to play through it because I mean I I really need to understand what's going on in order for me to enjoy something otherwise I just end up like super confused so yeah no importing for Lauren's sorry our next comment was also from the forums and it was from Dolo and he says I love the game the third mission was my favorite since the battlefield was huge I think the battlefields in all the demo missions were really... I mean, yeah, the first two were kind of linear, but the second one was intense because, you know, you had, like, crumbling ice. Like, your pathway was breaking away and there was a dragon flying overhead. And I don't know, with the way with, with the way that they've handled these missions and how huge they are, I think Type-0 is going to be awesome. Xvangala13 from the forum says, It was awesome. The only problem is simply can't read Japanese. Yeah, I think a lot of people had this problem, but uh, there were a few guides made around the internet, so if you're still struggling with that, be sure to have a look around for those because they help a lot. Yeah, yes, there was like, they a ton do. of information. Right, so it seems like a lot of people are still pretty happy about Type 0. Um, that's good. Hopefully we actually get <laughs> to see it in this region. <laughs> region. Yeah, hopefully. So, I got my fingers crossed. So next episode, we want to know what your thoughts are about the 13 part 3 domain registration. We've obviously given you some of our thoughts, but we really want to hear what you think about it. So be sure to check out the burning question thread on FinalFantasyUnion.com or just send us through some comments on Final Fantasy Union Twitter. It's just at FFUnion. And be sure to tell us that it's about burning question, unless it's pretty obvious, I guess. Anyway, we're now going to jump into our question segment. We've got a ton of questions this episode, and we think they're really good. So, uh, Colin, take it away. All right. What did you think of 13 in general when it came to story story and focus? Uh, we kind of talked a bit this about this in this episode already. Um, I thought the story for 13 was actually really good. 
I thought the delivery was abysmal. Yeah, the concept was there. I mean, if you look it up on, on, you look up the law. It's really intricate and really interesting. But the way they executed it in thirteen was just. Yeah, I mean, you've got the problem where you had six main characters, which is a massive problem because if you think about every other Final Fantasy previous, you always had one main character, and then you had one romantic person of some kind, mm-hmm. and then you had everyone else was a sub character. Like, they all had their own mini storylines, but the focus was never yeah. on them for any period of time. I mean, you look at Seven, you've got Barrett, he had his own little mini storyline in Coral. You've got Tifa, who had a, a little mini storyline in, in Nibelheim. You've got Yoffi, who's even more minor. Red 13 mm-hmm. had his whole thing in Cosmo Canyon. But ultimately, the story was always about their main mission, and it was always about Cloud. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, 13, even their mini missions were always, their mini story arcs were always tied in with the, with, with the, key, with the main exactly. plot. Exactly. And with 13, it seemed as though every single character was important as everyone else, which is why it was quite difficult to actually focus. And then you had to to compound this. You had the the main bad guy who only appears about three times through the entire game. And when you see him, you aren't even sure if he's the bad guy. He's just like a cockroach. He's so weird. I mean, at least in at least in games like uh, Final Fantasy X, you always knew that Sin was like the ultimate evil, and then Seymour was kind of like the second in command evil creepy dude. But like, yeah, Barthandalus was just kind of I I I didn't get him. I I didn't understand. And I mean, most people aren't even aware that Barthandalus's little pet, the uh, the owl, is actually another Minerva. main bad guy. <laughs> it's ridiculous. The, the, the little owl thing is actually a falsy. I, no, yeah, I, I mean, if if you actually get a chance to read through the data log and read through the story, it is mm-hmm. actually a really, really good concept, which is why, one of the reasons why I'm actually really excited for Final Fantasy Thirteen Part Two, just because there is so much lore there, and they, they clearly um, thought it all out. I think part of the problem is that Najima wrote this amazing story, Toriyama then butchered it. <laughs> Don't know Pretty how he much. really managed that, but he did. Um and, I just yeah, I I'm a firm believer in that anybody should be able to play a Final Fantasy and get the story without having to rely on other forms of documentation. Yeah, I mean, I think that's why the older Final Fantasies were so great and so loved. And when other JRPGs never really found their market, Final Fantasy was always massive in the West. Because the story was always the best thing. That's what anyone ever remembers. And all the characters, people absolutely loved and adored. Whereas you look at 12 and 13. 13 has the characters, but that's because they've been hyped to death. But 12, I mean, the the main people that everyone talk about are Balthir and Bash. Like, Mm. the other ones, as far as anyone's concerned, basically don't even need to exist. Especially Vaughn. Yeah, Vaughn. Vaughn, who's supposed to be the main Fran character. Well, Fran's main cute. character. Well, Fran, Fran, Fran is... Fran He's just Balthier's... To yeah. Balthier is like Chewbacca to Han Solo. Yeah. You can't have Except, you know, she's yet. really hot. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that was the problem um, with, with, anyway. with uh, 12 and 13. They tried to make everything yeah. too smart. Mm-hmm. Because the concept of 12 is, again, really good. Like, it was all about political affairs and stuff. But they just I'm, told it in it's a really like, bad way. It's like they cut out yeah. not just the, the fat, they cut out the flesh as well. I mean, yeah. it does and then you, seem, were left, it, you were left with the skeleton. It does seem as though it's a problem with the directors. And, and you mm-hmm. know, we'll talk about this a bit in a minute because we're going to be talking about directors. But 
with 12, I know that um, Watanabe had problems because he was brought on board to rewrite the script um, mm. when, as it, Mizuta, I think it was, the director who got the ill. The original of the 12 project. director yeah. who, f- who fell ill during the development of the game. Watanabe basically got brought on board to finish up the story and um, he was quite restricted he, he wrote a ton of story that was never allowed to be used like for example he wanted Penelo to be quite a main character her whole, her whole story was cut out of the game yeah her whole story was cut so he spent all this time writing all this story about her and all this stuff and they just cut it and which is funny because it's like Final Fantasy is long enough anyway you don't think that they could add like an extra hour well I think I mean, it's more the way that it was written you look, like, I mean, you look at you look at thirteen, and you know, if you think about it, there really isn't anything to do in that game. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. like no side quests or anything. So hard, it, you got the marks. I, I'm I'm wondering why they cut it all out. They clearly could have put it in. Yeah, it would have been so much more interesting. I, I remember Watanabe, as, who was also the scenario writer for thirteen, and um, he said that um, Toriyama like basically told him what he could and couldn't say, and Toriyama's the yeah. director, so. You know, it's it's not. You know, obviously he has a role and he want he has to direct it. But ultimately, if you think about how films work, generally the script is written by someone else, and then the director mm-hmm. is brought on board to make that script a reality. They don't go through changing the script that much. No, unless that they actually. Write unless you know you're themselves. David or Russell. Exactly. So I think that was one of the reasons why Thirteen kind of went a bit flat because you had the the concept was written by Najima, and then you had Watanabe mm-hmm. coming on board, trying to write the actual story based on the concept. And then you've got Toriyama telling Watanabe, no, you can't say that. You've got to do it this way. You've got to do it that way. I also felt like there was sort of a problem with um, going into backstories. Like, I felt like each each part of Final Fantasy was pretty much like the first five episodes of Lost, where they were telling everybody about everybody's backstory. But they never really got to a point where they were just like, all right, let's let's go for it. Let's let's do this they just took way too long introducing the characters backstories in order for me to really be like emotionally invested i feel because i mean like we didn't have that scene between i mean it it's it's obvious why but we didn't have that scene with vanille and sarah until much later into the game like about yeah and and there was also the fact that obviously they had to write it in because of the idol on battles and stuff but after everyone went through a sudden emotional change to make the Eidolon have, appear and it was just it was always completely out of character with everything that we'd seen before but you like see fans, the concept for example. Like, again to prove our yeah, point the, con- the concept of of Eidolons is really good you know it, they, yeah. they, they are guardians yeah. sent by the goddess of the goddess Etro yeah, to give to help to give the Lucy like, you know, hope in their mission Fangs Fangs just like all of a sudden oh well I'm actually going to go up against you guys now <laughs> sorry I mean if you look at you it know, Etro, Etro is the one that prevented the the coming of Ragnarok those 500 years ago before the events of FF13 mm. like the crystallization of the Lucy is to prevent them from becoming Ragnarok or something mm. along those lines something along those lines yeah. <laughs> I think the only one that was really really honest was either um, Snows or even um, uh, Lightnings yeah because Lightning was getting honest. really fed up with Hope and, he, yeah. and she was just going to And then she tells t- just like a quick turnaround. It's like, oh, okay. No, yeah, that's, like a a thing, that's the weird thing. That's why I hated about it. It was all... I, like, SARS as well, through the entire game, it's all like, oh, this is going to be cool. What the hell are you doing? Oh, that's quite cool. What, the, what is going on? It's like, what? <laughs> I, I, I mean, honestly, I really loved it when Lightning was the hard ass on Hope. I'm like, yes, teach him a lesson. Teach I him know. to be tough. 
and then she turns around and becomes like this old, like older sister Mother figure, figure. And, like she and then Hope becomes Buddha own, she took a piss on her own sister Sarah and now she's trying to be nice to her. I can understand that maybe she's trying to make up for, for it with Hope but it was still ah, very anyway very, anyway but I think we yeah, need to move on because okay. we're kind of yeah so yeah sorry our next question is from Darth Devidem01, and they asked, Who is your favorite director of Final Fantasy games? Um, I would have to say Kataze, because um, he made some of the best Final Fantasies. Like, he made Final Fantasy VI, right? Seven and eight. And those three just seem like they're the strongest. They're the ones that, well, aside from Final Fantasy VIII, in which you're either on the fence or kind of, you know, um, really love depending on which one you played first. But ultimately, those ones were good in someone's eyes. Like, they were always... In someone's eyes. In someone's eyes. <laughs> yeah, I'm really butchering this up a lot. But Final Fantasy VIII was my, is my favorite, was my favorite, and will always probably be my favorite Final Fantasy. And I don't know. I think Kataze really got it right with the characters. He had enough wit, and he had enough, like, adult adult content where it was just, like, you know... It, it felt like it was made for me, for a teenager, for... Well, yeah, because all the characters going were going through... through yeah, there was, the characters were all of that age. They were all going through actual troubles that people would face while exactly. trying to save the world. <laughs> and that's why that's why I really, really respect Kitaze for what he did with the Final Fantasy. I, I think I'm going to have really to agree did. with that as well because, I mean, Seven, for the same way, Seven took so many chances and risks i mean you had a black character who was a main character which had never really happened before especially in a japanese game yeah. they had swearing in the game which had never really happened before and well they had the main character dying mm. seven was and, really a, quite a mature game yeah it was it, yeah seven because it was the first time they were going for a western market in a big way mm. they really changed it around and and i know that at the time it was really controversial so final fantasy 7 like you think about it now and you, it doesn't it doesn't seem like a big deal but at the time it was a big deal. Well, even while I was playing it, I, I felt really uncomfortable at some points. Like, especially um, in the very beginning when you, uh, with the snake, um, I forget what he's the called. The When I guess so. When oh, Sephiroth man. is first, like, and you see him, like, pierced on, like, this big uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a great moment. Oh that my was gosh, like, that wow. scared me. And the blood, oh my gosh, that game creeped, that part freaks me out so much like that whole game it was just scary for me but, but yeah, I mean it, I like that seven was just because obviously it was it wasn't just Kitaze I mean Sakaguchi was still involved at that point yeah. and Nomura made a, played a big part and of course Nojima as well so it was kind of mm. a collaboration between all of them I mean obviously you've got to respect Sakaguchi because without him we wouldn't even have Final Fantasy yeah. yeah he was a pioneer really and he's the person that, that came up with it all and started it all and, and did the first couple of games and uh, you know, Ito as well. I mean, I'm not particularly a fan of nine and twelve, especially mm. not twelve. But nine's alright, and and six. I it, many people regard six, seven, or eight as their favorites, and Kataze was involved yeah. with all of them. So Colin's going to say Obviously Tabata. He did something right. Go on, Colin. <laughs> say Tabata. Oh, it's like you read my mind. Well, no, okay, <laughs> but I was going to say Ito because you know he did nine, and I really loved nine. But then it was also written by Sakaguchi, which is why it was really good. And yeah, presently, like, 
now in this generation this generation of this generation is not even a Tabata all the way come on I know (laughs) I'm really enjoying what Tabata is doing like you know you look at Crisis Core despite what I say about the game I really enjoyed the direction and Mm. the third birthday was done really really well it's not a Final Fantasy game I know, but it's it's still yeah, it's, it's still you know from Square Enix. I, he directed that game, but I'm just using that as an example. It was directed really well. He's like Mister PSP. And now with I know that's why I love him so much. <laughs> <laughs> with Type Zero, the way types the direction that Type Zero is heading, the, like the how the epic is like <laughs> epic levels are beyond nine thousand, and and <laughs> it's just yeah, like I, I really enjoy what. Tabata does with Final Fantasy. But it is really interesting when you compare the two kind of generations. Wait. Like that well that's how I kind of consider it. Like Kataze's is more is much more adult because you don't see that anymore. Like Final Fantasy thirteen is is not adult by any standards of mine. Well, I mean like, we discussed it before is the characters are actually about the same age as they are with, with previous games. Like maybe they're a couple of years older, mm. but the the characters actually seem themselves a bit mature, but the themes aren't. Like, you compare Sars, and Sars is sort of about the same age as Auron, but Auron seems so much older. But there's not, like, there's... It just doesn't feel... It doesn't feel as as I think it's controversial. It, I think it's because it, it just seems more normal. Like, 13 I mean, to me just seems normal. It Us- seems using, to Using me. Type Zero as an example, I mean, even though the 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 uh, main characters are in, like, a school... They're at 12. You look you look at the war it's set in, and what's happening in that war, it's definitely not a kid... Like a kiddie thing, like you know, yeah. it's all out war. I feel war. like it's painted a lot more, a lot more innocent, though. It's, it's. I, I just feel like it's, it's painted a lot more innocent and naive compared to the nitty gritty like Final Fantasy Seven and Final Fantasy. Yeah, VIII. I mean, you can definitely Which, see like Toriyama is obviously you know. the one that we haven't mentioned in a positive way, but <laughs> I mean, well, he hasn't Final given Fantasy us a 10. reason to. I still thought Final Fantasy Ten was a really great game. Like out of, out of that generation, the... ten is my. I would say ten is my second favorite after seven. Ten is kind of it tied. It had kind of the best of both worlds because it was it was a bit more adult, but it also was a bit more. And like, it was, I think that. for me, it was one of the most emotional stories as well. Mm-hmm. Because it's just you had Titus, and and it wasn't so much the relationship he had with Yuna that affected me. It was the sacrifices that he made. Yeah. Of, I love the characters of Final Fantasy X. Uh, I think that's the one Final Fantasy where I don't have like any problems. Except I'm, I'm getting emotional just talking about it now. It's ridiculous. Aww. Are you shedding a, ma- a man tear? I might do if we carry on talking. Okay. Well, but I'll I, move I mean, on to ten, the next ten part question. Two, I mean, I still like the game. I mean, sure, you can complain about the fact that it's all girly and stuff like that, but story-wise, it wasn't that bad if you can look past like people like LeBlanc. And <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. am the mighty LeBlanc. Why would you look past LeBlanc? She's really nice to look at. Well, you can look at Orgos and <laughs> like whatever the two, Eng- I think it's the two English henchmen. What, but I, mean, I think it's interesting what Yuna's dealing with in Final Fantasy. Yeah, II. and the gameplay was really good. There was like the best battle oh, system amazing. we'd seen. Ten, it's my favorite. I always say ten, ten, two was the precursor to thirteen. Yeah, well, it was supposed to be because yeah. thirteen, the original thirteen concepts were based around ten part two. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely love the battle system of both thirteen and ten part two. But yeah, so next question. Okay, this next question is from Hunter Slasher thirteen, who asks, 
What is your favorite kind of Final Fantasy game? Do you like the Middle Age style game, a futuristic Final Fantasy game, or a modern style game? You know what I say to this? I say screw futuristic and screw modern style. I'm, I'm going with Middle Age, like Middle Age all the way. Have we I love any futuristic ones. Well, mm-hmm. we've had more like hybrids, but like you know, ten, seven. And now well, I thirteen. Guess, I thir- yeah, eight. I guess you could say like Square ten Enix, is like the apocalyptic future. Square Enix Even nine is kind of hybrid as well. Square, en- Square yeah. Enix described thirteen as like the most futuristic setting ever, and the, the, yeah, on like on, on an aesthetic level, it did, but on a settings level, it really wasn't. And yeah, I mean they had they had proper airships and stuff, but so did twelve. Yeah, that's twelve. Like, was not, they're all hybrids. Nine, I mean, every nine. They all have guns and swords. And nine, twelve, and fourteen. It's just the way that the game is designed. Even though it has airships, it doesn't look futuristic. It looks like fa- fantastical, magical. It's like steampunk, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, but like even seven, it's all fancy form. seven, you had Midgar, but then you'd go outside of Midgar and you'd go to like Calm Town, and you think seven, seven Wait is more contemporary than it is yeah. futuristic. Because like, if yeah. you take away Midgar, it's not even remotely futuristic. I mean, like the the Rocket Town. They're, they're still a bit scared about space travel, despite the fact they can build this huge mega city. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I kind of all... like the hybrids. I mean, 8 was really eight was a really happy medium for me, because you had mm. things like the gardens, and you also had oh, like the, the uh, like the way that they were able to go across water. You got, had cars in there, which Bellin. aren't often in there very much. But yeah, you also had places like Balan, where it was really calm and peaceful. It just seemed like a really natural balance. Because not only did you have like the modern weapons, like you had the guns, but you also had swords mm-hmm. still, and it it worked really well. Like they explained it really well in the game, because normally you'd think yeah. a gun versus a sword that's pretty stupid, but they actually made magic work. Like you know, you've got Irvine trying to assassinate sorceress. Sorceress is just like, well, I'm gonna put up a shield then. Screw you. <laughs> I mean, you, I love that part, you, and then he cries, "Oh, poor Irvine!" You look at nine, and it really is a hybrid. Even though you, you know, you got these old kingdoms. Lindblom is you got villagers, and L- Lindblom was freaking steampunk, and yeah, and then at the same time, like later in the game, you get garland spa- space travel. You travel to amazing. another freaking planet. <laughs> They're like, you "Oh, have- hi, Alexander! I'm just gonna laser beam your ass." <laughs> <laughs> And even then, they've mixed in with like you know wars between kingdoms. You've got summons. You've got all, all of these kind of fantasy fantasy themed elements. It's like twelve. It's like they should have just said, right? We got Final Fantasy twelve. We want to make it a political struggle. Wait a minute. We've already done that in nine, and it worked really well. <laughs> Let's just not do anything like that at all. Yeah, 12, I think, 12 I think had so nine much potential. definitely. It's kind of funny, but I feel like nine was definitely more fantasy for me like me well 9 was like, supposed to be the ultimate tribute to everything that had come before it really was exactly like Final Fantasy 7 and 8 are kind of like their own thing but like Final Fantasy 9 9 like, was like a reminder really... to us of you know where Final Fantasy started well even yeah. 6 I mean it's 6 had cute. huge mechs in it yeah it's true but anyway, that's enough for our questions. If you've got any questions for us that you want us to answer, we are very, very passionate about Final Fantasy, as you can probably tell. Hopefully, <laughs> the answers that we came up with are good for the people who ask the questions. Hopefully, some of you will agree with what we've said. Some of you may not. I think we've pretty much covered every single different viewpoint here with the, between the three of us. Please, If we haven't, you know, let us know what, what your thoughts are on Twitter or on the forums. Yes, and hate Lauren. Truth. <laughs> no! <laughs> I don't hate Lauren. Tony, man. Hey, Colin said. 
Right, so uh, for the music this episode, it's actually from Final Fantasy 2. We're going a bit retro here, and it's an arrangement really of cute. the town theme. It's called Town Tribute, and it's by Nops. And this track was actually selected by Colin. So do you want to tell us a bit about it, Colin? Uh, I just thought that it would be nice to you know, listen to a remix from an older Final Fantasy. And this one, when, when, when I listened to it, it sounded really, really calming. Like, you know, it's just like this really cheery thing that, you know, I can picture myself walking around this, this, this town and just, you know, taking in the sights. So I really enjoyed this piece of music. Colin's actually been listening to it throughout the entire episode to keep his <laughs> blog. <laughs> don't like don't give away my it secret. It reminds me of a music box. It reminds me of a music yeah, box. Yeah, it does sound like one. one. Well, anyway, we hope you enjoy listening to it at the end of the show. The next episode of Final Fantasy Union is scheduled for the 4th of October. I can't believe we're almost in October already. This is ridiculous. October is when Type-0 comes out in Japan. Yeah, and it's a good thing because Final Fantasy 13 Part 2 is coming so close, so December in Japan, January in North America and Europe. Have they confirmed it for Europe? Yes, of course they have. What are you talking about? (laughs) Just checking. (laughs) Don't do that to me, Colin. (laughs) Did your heart (laughs) skip a beat? Yeah, I was just like, wait, what? what? No, no! (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> if you want to listen to our random ramblings, yes, I just said random ramblings, you can subscribe to the podcast feed on the iTunes store. and Or you can just visit the website. We publish the episode every three weeks, so you know, be sure to check out. We've also got a Kingdom Hearts podcast, which is hosted by Lauren. So if you're interested in not just Final Fantasy, but you're interested in Kingdom Hearts, be sure to check that out. Everyone usually has loads of fun. It's a very quirky show because obviously we've got Disney in there as well, and everyone likes to be a big child. If you... Also, uh, should we talk about FF Chat a bit? Should we mention that? Yeah, we can talk a bit about FF Chat. I mean, every Sunday at 3 p.m. GMT, which is, I believe, 10 o'clock EST and 7 o'clock in the morning PST, right? <laughs> Around, yeah, yeah, it's early. That's all they need to know. It's early for those on the we, West We Coast. might push it back a little bit. It's just It just seemed to be the time zone that kind of everyone got into i mean the pst people kind of get in there because it usually lasts for about two hours yeah so you know it, it, it's it's not too too bad um but yeah we generally just go on there we pick a topic that we want to talk about for that week uh this week's topic was talking about noel i believe yeah it it often um digresses to something else but yeah i mean yeah, it pretty much all you, was started out as noel all you've got to do <laughs> is just go on twitter around three o'clock and just type anything related to final fantasy we do the hashtag ff chat and people will start talking to you it's just, it just turns into a massive chat room you can meet loads of new people and it's really great because you just get to talk to people about final fantasy and whatever is going on and whatever whatever is on your mind people will talk to you about it so if you want to know more information about it just follow me my twitter account is at daryl gu that's d-a-r-r-y-l or you can follow at final fantasy union which is at ff union or you can follow lauren which is at fozness f-o-z-z-n-e-s-s or z-z depending on which country you're from (laughs) sorry (laughs) haha Also, a slight side note on the iTunes store. If you type in Final Fantasy, we're number one. If you also type in Kingdom Hearts, we're the number one for that too. And of course, if you want to chat, of course, if you want to check out all our Final Fantasy coverage, please be sure to go to FinalFantasyUnion.com. You can also check out the show, though, Colin, at FXN, which is now FinalFantasy-FXN.net. That is all. It's been a really long, fun show. I- 
I've really enjoyed recording this show. I think we've had this some great discussions on it. This was a passionate show, I would say. It was a very passionate show. Yes. I've actually feel like I'm losing my voice. Aww. Look at you. Yeah. I've just been screaming at the microphone so loudly. And I did all my show the thinking about Final Give it Fantasy to me 10. now. Give it to me now. No, it's, I think this has been a really great show. I hope everyone enjoyed listening to it. Obviously, feel free to give us your feedback in the comments thread. Um, sure, yeah, it's been great. Do you want to say yeah, farewell, everyone? It's been great. Good day. Yeah, that's it. Great. Bye. Bye. <laughs> I'm Daryl saying goodbye. This has been a tweaksmusic.com and FinalFantasyUnion.com production. <laughs>